Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I want to talk about vaccines. Very quickly, the HSE boss, Paul Reid, has said that he is quite shocked to hear of the at least one GP refusing to administer COVID vaccines and doses to patients. He said uh, he was asked several questions from journalists at the HSE press conference yesterday afternoon in relation to a doctor who said he would not administer the vaccine. He said the HSE will make alternative arrangements for his patients of any doctor who refuses to administer the vaccine. And a GP who refused to give the COVID-19 vaccine said his patient's um, or say, remains defined, should I say, in the face of harsh criticism. Dr. Gerard Waters of uh, Whitethorn Clinic in Selbridge, County Kildare, was yesterday condemned uh, by Paul Reid of the HSE, saying he was extremely disappointed and it's quite shocking. And the doctor also reveals he does not refer his patients for COVID tests. He says, uh, my take fundamentally is that it's an experimental vaccine. It's an o- a messenger RNA vaccine. And I don't think the illness overall warrants using an experimental vaccine. You can't t- test a drug over a period of less than a year. This has been rushed into production. And that's his opinion, obviously, and not the opinion of the HSE. He added he will not stand in the way of his patients getting the vaccine elsewhere, but he says it's now up to the HSE to sort out vaccines for these patients. Dr. Waters said he tells patients that he wouldn't put anything in their arms that he wouldn't put in his own arm. And he disagrees with how the COVID virus has been handled by the authorities. Now, very soon, the vaccines will be rolled out in many settings around the country, according to the government, uh, including GPs' offices and halls and all sorts of different places. That's according to the Department of Health. We'll wait and see what happens there. And GPs and healthcare workers will be paid to administer those vaccines. But some GPs and possibly nurses may object as a conscientious objector. And this argument, of course, happened during the abortion legislation. You may remember when the legislation came in, doctors said they didn't agree with abortion, uh, a lot on religious grounds, and they said they wouldn't be part of it. And they were allowed to con- conscientiously object. Uh, This is based on that same privilege. And doctors have said uh, they won't send people for the vaccine, but have no objection to them going elsewhere. So the question I want to ask you today is, should healthcare workers and officials and doctors be allowed to refuse to give the vaccine, or the jab as it's called, or discourage people from actually getting it? Should they be allowed to do that? Or should they be struck off for even suggesting it. Let me know what you think. The number is 87 I want to go very quickly, if I can, to Dr. Marcus De Bruyne. Uh, Marcus was in the news last year after he had resigned because he didn't agree with the government's handling of COVID-19. And we've spoken to him many times since. Uh, Marcus, good afternoon to you. How are you doing, Niall? Nice to talk to you. Yeah, it's, it's been a little while, Marcus, and I hope things are well for you. But, I mean, in relation to Dr. Jared Waters, and not just Jared Waters, I'm sure there are many other doctors around the country who are cautious in relation to the vaccine and have taken a conscientious objection. Um, do you believe the Irish Medical Board should have issue with that or take issue with that? Well, look, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very difficult situation for people to be in. Look, and, and I'm sure, you know, Dr. Waters, like myself, would promote and support the use of vaccines. I mean, I've been vaccinating kids, you know, for the 20 years of my career. All my kids are vaccinated. You know, and I'm sure Dr. Waters would agree that vaccines are essential. There's an essential role for vaccines. But this vaccine, you know, is, is slightly different. Now, I'm not saying just because it's slightly different that it's, it's highly dangerous or that perhaps it's not. Perhaps it's entirely safe. However, it hasn't gone through all the safety trials. We don't know. If but they there. they will argue, Mark, that this is a coronavirus vaccine that they've been working on for years anyway. This type of vaccine, this uh, messenger RNA vaccine, that they have been, you know, obviously developing this for years in relation to other coronavirus. And it was just a matter of tweaking it, I suppose, for COVID-19. Isn't that the argument? 
Well, look, that that may well be the argument, and it may well be a sound argument, but the simple fact remains is this has never been done before. mRNA vaccines have never been rolled out to the general public on the scale of the, and, 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 and in the manner that they're being used today. This is, this is unprecedented in terms of medical science. These are new vaccines. This is new type of technology. And that doesn't mean that it's bad, and it doesn't mean that it's highly dangerous, and it doesn't mean that people shouldn't take it. You know, vulnerable people, and I would emphasize the word vulnerable, vulnerable people should be offered the vaccine. But, you know, there's other things going on behind this. Do you know, I mean, the fact that it hasn't gone through the safety testing, the fact that it's a novel experiment. Well, they they say, when you say it hasn't gone through the safety testing, it's gone through the standard safety testing without, obviously, the testing on animals, which I know that was uh, ruled out or taken out of it. But in saying that, all vaccines at some point have to go through the final clinical stage, which is this is the final clinical stage where they test it on a, you know, a large percentage of the population. And that's exactly what they're doing at the moment. So we are the final clinical stage, I suppose. Yes. And look, and, and look, that that makes that makes reasonable sense. You know, I, I mean, I don't mind if I was a vulnerable person being part of the final clinical testing stages, you know, in terms of the the, the horrible things that, that, that COVID-19 can do in nursing homes and can do to elderly vulnerable people. You know, there's a calculated risk risk here that, that people should be informed of and should be taking. I would be promoting the use of this vaccine for very elderly, vulnerable people. However, you know, if we take the concerns of doctors like myself or Dr. Waters and many other doctors throughout... Okay, the well, uh, before, you go, sorry, before you go any further on that, yeah. uh, and I'll come back to that, when you, say, I just, when you said when you take the concerns of Dr. Waters and myself, does that mean you're refusing to give it as well? Oh, I'm refusing. Look, there are many doctors around Ireland who are conscientiously objecting to how this vaccine is being used, to how it's been administered in the nursing homes, and most importantly, to how side effect data and to how associated vaccine mortality, how all of that information is being collected, or more importantly, not collected at all. You know, so the, but the, the real issue here is, is or, or this one of the central issues here is, is doctors like myself, or Dr. Waters. I mean, all doctors in Ireland, we've all been issued correspondence from the Irish Medical Council, you know, informing us that we are ethically bound to promote the guidelines, you know. Now, you know, that might sound like it makes perfectly good sense, but, and, and, you know, it, it makes sense on a certain level that we're eth- ethically bound, certainly, to follow the guidelines and to advise people to adhere to the guidelines, but we're not and we shouldn't be ethically bound to promote guidelines and, and okay are you, ethi- are you ethically are you ethically bound by the medical council of ireland to administer the vaccine uh, to your patients if they come to you and ask you for it well no you're not you're not medically or ethically bound to issue any drug or medicine i mean if this sort of thing if we take for example thalidomide or that sort of thing or drugs that are where you know we're deemed well, we, can, we, can, we, we don't have to go that far back in time of course the swine flu vaccine which was recommended by the HSE recommended by Tony Holohan as well at the time if I remember rightly um, of course was taken back off the market after a couple of years we're now seeing high court cases uh, sadly where some people got narcolepsy now there has been a suggestion that it's a correlation rather than a direct transmission but in saying that uh, we've seen the drug companies paying people out of court uh, for those particular instances made them here in the high court very recently in Ireland but you know this vaccine is it's a worldwide vaccine to a worldwide problem and according to governments of the world mark 
Marcus, this is the only thing that's going to get us out of the mess that we're currently in. And I suppose a lot of people are saying, well, stick it in my eyeball. I don't care. Let's just get back to normal. Yeah, is, that, is that not the anxiousness of this? Look, absolutely. But, you know, I mean, going back to that example of, of the swine flu vaccine, I mean, look, when, when my kids, when that swine flu vaccine came out, I was very cautious about whether my kids should take that or not. And I had the choice to be cautious about it and the choice to kind of to object to it. But what's going on at the moment is is that Irish doctors, many Irish doctors, people like myself we and, and Waters and, and many other GPs that I know of, but I'm not going to mention here, we are conscientious. Okay, when you... Okay. When you say many others that you know of, okay, and I don't want to get, I don't want their names obviously on the air. That's up to them yeah. to come out themselves and say that. I mean, what percentage? And I know during the abortion referendum, this is the last time we heard the word conscientious objection. Um, yeah. You know, there was quite a large percentage of doctors who refused to not only perform an abortion but to give information or or, yeah. or to give any information to women and would pass it on to somebody else. But in saying that, what? How many doctors would you say are refusing or will refuse to give the vaccine? Do you think it's quite a large number or is it just a small? Well, amount? that's that, that's the thing. Now you're not going to get that information. I am aware that there are many doctors around Ireland who are using and trying to use alternative therapies or or certainly respected and proven therapies, drugs like hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, who are trying to use these therapeutics in end stage or or, or people in the community who are suffering with COVID-19. Doctors are doing these things. Doctors are refusing to participate, to give the vaccine, to take the vaccine. The important salient point here is that we're not allowed to speak about it. So you're not going to okay. find out... And what, and what do you and say... You're not going to hear those things. And what you do know? you say to people, Marcus, who've accused you online oh. of being a conspiracy theorist, uh, that you're playing in... Now, I'm certainly not saying that on the air here today, but I have accused you of it, and you're playing into the hands of conspiracy theorists by refusing to give a vaccine or by suggesting that... And, and you haven't suggested, by the way, that's on the air today, that it's dangerous. You said that it may not be. It may be perfectly good, and it might be good for the population. But in saying that, by even suggesting that, or by casting doubt on it, that you're playing into the hands of conspiracy theorists. Well, I was speaking to a very good friend of mine, um, um, Dr. Pat Morrissey, who's also equally been subjected to a lot of this sort of narrative, you know, about being a conspiracy theorist. You know, we're not conspiracy theorists, we're conspiracy analysts in the sense that we're looking at the counter arguments, the counterfactuals to what Neffet is telling us and what, what the public health guidelines are insisting and to the efficacy of lockdown. You know, if you, if you contradict guidelines or if you find fault in guidelines, if you find, if you have concerns about a vaccine, it doesn't make, I mean, if people want to call us or call me or call other doctors who are raising these issues, conspiracy theorists, well, you know, I mean, it's Throwing mud at people doesn't really help any argument. You know, there are legitimate concerns about the use of this vaccine in young people, in pregnant women. In there are there well, the vaccine hadn't been tested on pregnant women. Now, during the tests, of course, some women did get pregnant, uh, but it hasn't been particularly tested on pregnant women. And maybe the advice, and I think I heard the advice there recently, was that if you plan to get pregnant within the next three months, that was a suggestion that maybe you shouldn't get the vaccine. But again, you need to talk to your own GP about that in relation to that. So so you're saying to me that it's not that you're advising anybody not to get the vaccine, and I want to make that abundantly clear, because you, as far as you're concerned, you don't know. Uh, but from your point of view, well, okay, Marcus, would you stick the vaccine in your arm? Absolutely not. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm, so you, I'm, you personally I'm, wouldn't take it. And on those yeah. grounds, you, you're more or less saying what Dr. Waters is saying, that if I won't stick it in my own arm, I'm not going to stick it in the patient's arm. 
Absolutely, and, and you know the the main point the, the main point that I'm making is that there are lots of doctors like Doctor Waters. Doctor, I mean, and I'm looking at some of the texts coming in. Somebody says, like, fair play to Marcus. At least he's being honest. Somebody says Marcus is completely irresponsible. Uh, this vaccine is a way out of this virus for many people and could save many lives. He's being completely irresponsible by even suggesting to people that he doesn't have faith in it. What do you say? Well, uh, well, I mean, how how is this a way out for people? I mean, my my biggest concern, you know, from the start of this crisis was the vulnerable in the nursing homes, who I think were were, were patently and blatantly abused by the state during this process. How is the vaccine a way out for these people? So, in the nursing home, you know, the elderly resident gets the vaccine. Can after the vaccine, can they visit their can their family visit them? Can they? Is, has anything changed? What's the way out? Okay, though you're talking about it in relation to the fact they're still going to have no visitors at the end of it. Well, 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 well what, what are they getting out of well, it? Well, we I don't mean, know yet, Marcus. There hasn't, there, is, there seems to be no plan in place for when every elderly person who wants to or needs to get vaccinated in care homes, all twenty thousand of them, uh, yeah. are done. Um, and yeah. let's say their 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 children who will be in their fifties or sixties are vaccinated yeah. as well. Will they be allowed to meet? So far, the suggestion seems to be no. Uh, but maybe that plan will change. Maybe maybe we'll have more data at that point to suggest that the vaccine not only protects you against symptoms, but maybe the data will then suggest that the vaccine is slowing down the spread of the infection. Maybe then that data will be available to us. But it, okay. is it a little bit short-sighted to, you know, straight from the, the traps to turn around and say, no, well, I don't trust the whole idea of it? No, well, and that's certainly not what I'm saying, and that's certainly not what Dr. Waters would be saying, I'm sure, and that's certainly not what most doctors, reasonably conscience doctors, would be saying, is that we don't trust the whole idea of it. No, we have serious concerns about it. I mean, you know, if it's a case that there are associated side effects with the vaccine or associated mortality, particularly in the vulnerable, why isn't that information being recorded by the Department of Public Health? Why isn't that information being recorded for the sake of epidemiology? for the sake of science and for the sake of medicine. Why is it that doctors who raise concerns about the, the potential potential side effects or potential associated mortality with the vaccine, why is it that, that, that they or we are being subjected to medical council sanction and investigation? And have you been subjected to medical council sanction? Oh, absolutely. I'm currently under a full medical council investigation for failing to promote the guidelines. Now, and I have absolutely, I insist that people follow the guidelines, but because I've questioned the guidelines, myself and several other doctors are the subject of medical council investigation. Okay, so is that, is that part of what you believe is a cancel culture, essentially? Well, look, I'm not too sure what the terminology behind cancel culture is, but, you know, in, 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 in reality, you know, they're, they're behind the scenes. Doctors are working hard on behalf of their patients. I am working hard on behalf of my patients. Dr. Waters is working hard on behalf of his, his patients. There are good doctors out there who have serious questions to raise about Nefes, about vaccines, about what's going on. And we should be allowed to raise... Absolutely. No, I, I, absolutely. You should, everybody should be allowed to ask questions without being judged. But just finally, before I go, in relation to the money that's being paid to doctors to administrate the vaccine, uh, some people have questioned this, you know, on an ethical, on ethical ground. That, that basically it's a cash machine. Uh, essentially, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember actually the figure that is being paid to doctors, but I know it's quite a substantial amount of money that's been paid to GPs to administer the vaccine and again to administer the second dose as well. Uh, do you think doctors should be paid such large amounts of money? Because they stand to make quite a substantial amount of money. Well, look, the, 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 there's, a, there's a huge financial incentive and financial bias towards 
following the guidelines and adhering to the guidelines and promoting the guidelines and administering vaccines and that sort of thing. You know, I mean, whether that's right or wrong, look, that's for that's for people to, to, to I suppose, for individual doctors to kind of think about in terms of their own conscience. I think it's wrong to be financially incentivizing and top loading the guidelines whilst on the other side shutting down and, and, and closing down and disincentivizing any sort of any sort of question of what's going on like if well it's tw- just to clarify sorry it's 25 euro uh, per dose plus yeah. a 10 euro processing fee yeah. Uh, yeah. paid f- uh, per patient as well so 35 quid per patient yeah, I think that's wrong, and I, but 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 I don't think it's wrong that people are paid to do a job. But I think it's wrong in the sense that well, it's that, five minutes' work, isn't it? Well, well, no. Well, that side of it is highly financially incentivized. Now, you take the other side of it. You take the recording of, for example, of potential side effects or associated mortality. How is how is that incentivized? How how is that even organized? Like, so, in other words, in other words, we should be encouraging doctors then to have uh, aftercare to speak to patients about how they felt after the vaccine if they did have any local uh, swelling well, or whatever well, it is. Absolutely. Well, well, pay them. Is there, is, there, is there any incentivization or any payment for a doctor to But I mean, but yeah, but have we ever done that with a vaccine? Like yeah, but no. have, we, have we ever paid doctors to, or incentivized doctors or ever had to do that in relation to any other vaccine? Why would this one be different? Well, this one is different, and that's the argument. This is a different vaccine, and, you know, it it, it behoves the state and it behoves doctors themselves to be recording side effects and reporting side effects. I mean, science itself, medicine cannot operate properly if we're not looking at side effects, we're not looking at associated mortality. And if we have a a system in place, I mean, currently, to report a vaccine side effect in Ireland, you know, a a, a nursing home resident or their family member would have to load Locate this organization responsible called the HPRA. Get onto their website, and there's a seven-step or twelve-page process where they go through themselves and have to log all of the side effects or, or that, that their family member has endured having had the vaccine. Now, I mean, that's complete rubbish. Like, well, well, particularly if it's a new vaccine, certainly, and something that we need to know about. And, and obviously, not only that, it's global as well. But listen, I've run out of time, Marcus. Uh, and I, just to clarify, you will not be administering the vaccine to anybody either. Myself and, and many of my colleagues won't, but many are quite uh, cautious and quite afraid to offer any sort of contradiction to what's going on because we're summarily, summarily um, um, punished and, and certainly sanctioned if we open our mouths. In, in okay. Will you just open your mouth again today? <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. and I can expect the consequence. Thanks very much for okay. that. <laughs> all right, listen, thank you very much indeed. And I appreciate your honesty. All right, thank no, you very no, much no, indeed. No, Dr. No, Marcus no. Bruyne. And again, Marcus, clearly pointing out you should follow the guidelines, my Marcus quite clearly pointing out that he doesn't know if the vaccine is safe or unsafe. He is just saying personally, from a personal point of view, conscientious objection, that he will not administer the vaccine and there won't be many others of doctors that will. Uh, the HSE, of course, has said the vaccine is fundamentally safe and that uh, all side effects will be monitored. Marcus disagrees with that and believes it's too difficult to actually access websites or whatever it is that you have to go to, you know, log those side effects. Now, let's be clear about it, by the way. Uh, the vaccine has been administered millions of times around the the world at the moment and we're not hearing crazy stories of people dropping dead everywhere or anything like that so I'd be absolutely sure uh, what the HSE is saying that the vaccine 
is safe in regards to the fact that we have COVID-19, the pandemic out there. And as Marcus rightly pointed out, you know, there are people out there who are very vulnerable and you've got to balance it, weigh up the options here. You know, I mean, your chances of dying of COVID-19 if you're in a vulnerable category are probably a lot more than you would be uh, of dying of a vaccine. All right. So from that point of view, the same as every other vaccine, you have to look at the pros and the cons. Uh, Okay, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 087-188-0008. And I want to ask you, do you believe that doctors like Marcus de Bruyne, like Jared Waters, who spoke out yesterday, who the HSC has now condemned, do you believe those doctors should have a right to have a conscientious objection to giving out the vaccine or indeed giving any information about the vaccine because they personally uh, don't believe in it? Do you believe they should have that right? Or as some people have suggested here, they should be struck off by the Medical Council. Let me know what you think. The number is 087 right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Some of the texts coming in. Absolutely not, Niall. These doctors are being paid. They're part of the Irish Medical Council and they should do what's in the best interest of their patients. And in the best interest of the patients during a pandemic is to give out the vaccine. The vaccine is recommended by the state and approved by the state. Well, okay, uh, I, I would agree with you to some degree. Uh, but in fact, in the past, we've had vaccines approved by the state. And by the way, can I point out very clearly, I'm pro-vaccine. I've always have been. And if you've listened to the show for the last 10 years, I would be the first one to have a go to conspiracy theorists. All my children have been vaccinated. I would get vaccinated against everything. But in saying that, you know, Marcus has a right, um, I suppose, to conscientiously object. And a lot of people are more cautious in relation to this particular vaccine because they believe it has been rushed. Uh, and that's just the point that's being made. And I, I think on those grounds, if a doctor has a Hippocratic oath uh, to do no harm and he believes that he may be doing harm because he doesn't know for sure how safe it is as far as he's concerned, well, under that oath, maybe he has the right to do that. Joe, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Joe? How are you doing, Noel? How are you? Uh, Joe, do you believe in conscientious objection when it comes to, I suppose, when we're talking about a national emergency, I suppose, essentially, and trying to vaccinate a population against a virus, which sadly is taking some lives? Yeah, I, 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 actually, I, I agree, look, there's, there has to be some bit of leniency to some degree, because I don't think, I mean, it's the numbers, like, how many of these doctors, GPs, we say, are talking about maybe not giving the... the oh, vaccine, I think it's very right? few. I think it's very so, few. Yeah, so what I'm saying is, why are we putting so much emphasis on this and talking about this when there's so much bigger fish to fry? Well, well we've I talked mean, about, yeah, but we've talked about the bigger fish too, Joe. So yeah, we, we but, talk about everything. But no, like, when they're talking about the vaccine and vaccination, like, the way I look at it is, the nurse, like, look at the nursing homes, they're work, warning about the workers not taking it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 10, 10%, of, 10% 10, of workers. 10%, right? Yeah. Now, the thing about it is, the vaccine protects the person who has been vaccinated. It, do, it actually, they, they don't... Well, acor- according to the, the data at the moment, but they do believe, and data now coming out is suggesting, which I predicted probably a long time ago, that because the vaccine reduces symptoms, it most likely reduces infection too. Well, we're, we're going on a possibility, right? So yep. no matter what way they go, they're going to have to wear PPE administering these anyway. Yep, right, or in absolutely. the workplace. Yep. So those that don't want to take it, to some degree, which are only 10%, if 90% are taking it, Right, it should matter. Yeah, it doesn't really. And just and the ten percent that don't want it, put them to the very back of the list. Right, them to the very back of the queue, lads, and give it to everybody else. And at least those that want it will go right to move up. They'd be getting taken care of faster. And that's right. No, that's fair. By the way, I, I, and by the way, I would never agree. Even though I am pro-vaccine, I would never agree with mandatory vaccination ever well, no, under no, any circumstances. But absolutely. but no, we're, we're talking about a different situation here. What we're oh, talking yeah. about are the people who are paid in this country, um, you know, to look after the health of the people, the GPs, the doctors, yeah. and a doctor turning around and saying, you know, I don't agree with the government. I don't agree with the body that employs me, essentially, or, or that licenses me, uh, and saying I'm not giving a vaccine to people. 
Well, to be honest, like, do we know do we know what the ins and outs of these these contracts that they have are they actually supposed to like if there's if you have a, a contract of employment, let's say, working in your job... Well, your licence, of course, as, yeah. a, as a medical okay. practitioner, yes. But let's just say, you no, know, you, like yourself, or anyone that's working in general, and your employer will have a clause in there that you would, you'd have to adhere to doing specific tasks that you might be asked of outside of the general duties, you know, within mm. reason, within yeah. reason, yeah. right? So I do understand that maybe if some conscientiously have an issue with it, but the thing about it is, at the end of the day, you still need to go and do look at the big picture this is what's been advised by basically people who, who, who look into medicine or they actually design the drugs um, from years and years and years. It's been, gone, it's been scrutinized just because it, it's done in, in eight months or whatever versus over a year or so. I do, and it, it's getting 100% of the focus. You know, I don't see why they shouldn't be given it. Like, as I was saying to the um, researchers, they're like, why like, has every, that Mark, Dr. Marcus that was on there, like, has he taken every single drug that he's prescribed? Has he tested it himself? And I wouldn't take that, no, you know, or whatever. Well, I, I, I'm sure, I, I don't have him on the air to reply to that, but I'm yeah, sure if he ever thought any drug was dangerous, that he wouldn't prescribe it to but somebody. He, but he's only going off of what he's been told by the manufacturer or such, or the medical rep that comes in and says, look, prescribe this drug. This is what well, no, I, I would say I, I would say as a doctor, and again, I can't speak for him. He will go from his own experience, and I'm sure there are doctors out there who have got medications in and said, "Oh, jeez, I gave out something like that a few years ago, and somebody got a really bad side effect. I'm not going to prescribe that one. I'll, I'll prescribe this one instead." No, so I, like, I'm sure doctors make those decisions regularly. Oh, yes, fair enough. But no, like, does he does he back off from the the, the flu jab? Um, like, you know. Well, no, he said, he clearly stated that he was pro-vaccine and all his children are vaccinated and he has received and all his own vaccine. His con- specific one, though? Well, because he said, he said, he's concerned about the speed at which this vaccine was rolled out and also because this is the first time we have used uh, in mass production a messenger RNA vaccine, which is a very different type of vaccine. Uh, it's the first time we've used this and he would like to see more evidence in relation to it, that's all. He's but as I said, you know, when, when those other vaccines, those flu jabs are all being designed, it's like the flu vaccines and all other vaccines being designed, mm-hmm. yep. they're, they're not at those 100% and drop everything else and they're focused 100% on... Oh, no, I would agree you with you. I mean? agree so they, they, they condensed... And, 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 and I want to clarify for everybody, by the way, this vaccine hasn't been rolled out in eight months. People think that. This vaccine has been in progress for the last... Eight, nine, ten years, maybe since SARS two. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a, it's a coronavirus vaccine. It just had to yeah. be tweaked. Tweaked, it? yeah, exactly. So like, it's it, it kind of like we're talking. These are educated people. These well, allegedly, these doctors. Right? <laughs> you why would imagine so. Yes, actually, why are you actually? Well, yes, there are they are educated people. I'm not going to deny it, and I believe ethically they're all good people. But they're also people also have stated the fact, which we can't deny as well, that you know financially these companies, like the Pfizer, Moderna, uh, all the other companies that make the vaccines, they do stand to gain quite a substantial oh, amount of money. Uh, but. Absolutely, but, but no, they do anyway. These pharmaceutical companies are they're giants, like you know, oh, yeah. so it's not a situation that um, by him not administering it, they're not going. To, it's not going to happen anyway. It's, Okay. okay, well, 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 hang on, let me just bring Frank in as well. Frank, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Frank? Hey, Noel. How you doing? Frank, I mean, do you believe that a GP should be allowed to turn around and say, actually, no, I'm not administering any vaccines and I won't even give people advice on it, as people, GPs did with abortion, by the way. Uh, they conscientiously objected. Do you believe they should be allowed to do that? Noel, I'm absolutely human today you now, listening to this crap with them. I am sick of professional people in this country, Noel, from politicians to teachers to doctors dictating to us. Dictating to us, Noel. 
he, she, they're not doing this, they're not doing that. As far as I'm concerned, Noel, they'll do what they're bloody told. Now, a doctor, Noel, has a duty of care to people. It's like forced aid. Do you remember the case a couple of years ago, Noel? A young girl dropped dead in O'Connell Street. I remember because she couldn't get, uh, because, because she took an anaphylactic shock, because yes. Because she hadn't got a prescription. Now, that person, Noel, had a duty of care to that girl. Like anyone that comes across something that's trained in forced aid. That's what it means. You're forced there, you aid a person, okay? Now, I'm sick of them, Noel, dictating to people. I'm sure now people, Noel, when you get that, is there a consent form? I imagine there has to be a consent form. You would have so to sign something, I imagine. His, so. It's none of his or her business, Noel, whether I want the vaccine or I don't. If I rock up to his clinic or his practice and I want it and I sign his stupid form, he or she does it. And I don't care what conscientious objection they may have to it. They didn't come into this to have doubts and go, oh, well, I don't really want well, to do When this. you say they didn't come into this to have doubts, if they're a medical practitioner or a doctor and they're an educated person, I assume, because it takes a lot of years to be a doctor, particularly to be a GP, uh, surely they have some level of understanding of the way things work and they have some right to turn around and say, well, I'm questioning this. No, in a normal situation, I'd agree with you to a certain extent. Unfortunately, Noel, when a certain age group in this country contracts that COVID, they don't have long. They don't have time to stand there going, well, I wonder, will I take this? I should I have took that. And will I take a paracetamol? They're dying, Noel. Most of them are dying of a certain age, yeah? Yes, I would agree, yeah. So let's be honest. Don't mind the young people of this country. Now, the business I'm in, Noel, I was speaking to an 84-year-old lady this morning, and she was telling me she can't wait to get it. God loves the woman every day. She's checking phones and letters coming in the door to see when she's getting it. And now you have a doctor now, it could be her doctor when she rocks up to the second practice. Oh, I'm not doing that because I don't think it's right. As I said to you, Noel. Well, his argument is she could go somewhere else. No, no, she can't go somewhere else, Noel. Have you picked up the phone lately and tried to make an appointment with a GP number one? Oh, I know. It's nigh on impossible. Frank, do me a favour. I've got to go to break. Will you stay with me, Frank, for a second? Uh, keep texting. Keep WhatsApping. Frank believes that any doctor who refuses should be struck off because it's a matter of life or death, particularly when he talks about the 84-year-old woman he's just referred to. Let me know what you think. The number's 087-188-0008. Should a doctor be allowed to conscientiously object to giving a vaccine? All right, through your text coming in. The key phrase should always be informed consent. And he goes on to say, can a person submitting to taking an experimental drug out of desperation to return to some sort of semblance of normality ever be considered consensual? By definition, it is coercion and will be seen as such uh, where we were discussing rape rather than vaccination. Um, and a person says, no, I absolutely couldn't agree more. Frank is 100% right. Any doctor refusing to give the vaccination should be considered not to be a doctor anymore. Okay, stay there with me for a second, Frank, because Sharon, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Sharon? Hi, Niall. Hi, Niall. I think that's crazy. He should be struck off because he's concerned about his patients that this may not be, you know, completely safe. Mm, but that's what, that's what Frank says, this, yeah. This is the first time I have felt safe. You know, that, I'd, oh, my God, a doctor is, and more than one doctor, is coming out and saying, well, hold on a minute now. Let's look at this. I mean, I tried to speak to some of my family about it. They won't even discuss it. No, no, no. You know, they, they'll only listen to one side of the argument. I mean, okay, let me, um, well, let me just go back to Frank. Frank, Sharon makes a good point. Here we have doctors 
not so much conscientiously objecting, but saying, well, hold on a second, can we get a bit more information? Can we put together a better package for people to report if they do have side effects, be it only small side effects? You know, can we put together some sort of way of doctors, you know, going back to patients and, and spend the same amount of money we're spending on a vaccine on, on that part of, of the, the process as well, where they're not doing that? And that was Marcus's concerns. In an ideal world, Noel, yeah. But we don't have time for that crap, Noel. It's what's well, that crap. Don't. If you know, but listen, Noel, there is. Now, as I said to you at the start of the conversation, I've been listening since this pandemic, Noel, whatever you want to call it. The backbone of the country, as in the walkers, keeping the place going. We haven't heard anything from them. But all we've been listening to, Noel, is bitching and moaning from professional people. Right down, as I said to you, from TDs, politicians, right down now to doctors, dictating. As I said to you, Noel, it's not, as far as I'm concerned, Doc, get, and you know another thing, Noel, they should be doing a free gratis or for a nominal fee. Well, well, the, the, well, okay, well the, the, the fee they're getting for it, we could talk about that earlier. It's there, ridiculous, it, but listen to me. Okay, well, well, well hang on. Sharon, Frank makes a, yeah. a point that we don't have time for that. We don't have time for all this objection. We don't have time for this clarifications and questions to be asked. As far as we're concerned, we should believe the well, experts who've developed the vaccine and believe the government who have told us it's safe and let's just get on with it. Well, now I'll just, just speaking for myself, I, I understand where the guy is coming from. This whole thing has been so, so fearful. Um, but if I was to do anything major in life, I would be examining the consequences before I did it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rush into it out of fear. And, and by the way, I would and, encourage everybody that, to feel like that. Everybody should what they yeah. they should conscientiously. Uh, are, are, well, you'll have to sign. I'm assuming when you get the vaccine, you have to sign a consent form. So you should, and you should have informed consent. Absolutely. Yeah, Noel, I'm not saying Noel. I'm not saying what I've looked at. You know, and there are a lot of things I've looked at that could be harmful. I'm not saying they're true, but how do I know if they are or not if I don't take the time? Noel. At the moment, looking at what Never. I've looked at, has, has anybody listened to Dr. Uh, Dolores? Dolores Cahill? Oh, no, we, we had, well, okay, well, we, we did have Dolores Cahill on the air going back oh, about six months ago. We talked well, to her on the air. There doesn't seem to be much discussion about, and she is saying a lot. Okay, I don't want to go into no, all the other, the other things that Dolores discusses, and I know she discusses a lot of things, right? Because we don't have time yeah. for it, but let's just stick to this one no. point. So, do you believe, yeah. you, so you don't believe any doctor should be struck off for refusing to do this? No, because no. he's doing it out of care for his patients. Okay, no. sorry, yeah, Frank. And I'm sure he can no. send them to someone who no. will give it if they want it. Yeah, sorry, no. Frank, go ahead. Just a quick point, because I have to go. Listen, there's a lot of people at the moment, Doyle, in, in Ireland. And then you can you can mix in the rest of the world. But just pick Ireland at the moment. That's lying in the dirt, Noel. Because they haven't had the chance to get a bloody vaccine. Because it wasn't there for them. Now there's a vaccine there. There's two or three of them or four of them. Okay? We've a choice of them. And as I said to you, Noel, if I rock up to his surgery, his or her surgery, it's none of their concern if I want that or I don't want it. They're getting paid to do it. They're a doctor. They're not a mechanic. That's their job as a doctor, is to look after me and give me what I want. No, what Sharon I- is saying they are looking after you by t- them turning around and, and in their professional opinion... They wouldn't give it to themselves, these particular doctors. Exactly. So, so, so they are looking after you in yeah. their opinion. No, as you said it there, Noel, exactly, in their opinion. In their opinion. Well, are they not allowed to have an opinion? Of course they're allowed to have an opinion, Noel, but there's a difference in refusing someone something 
than having an opinion. Uh, see, that that's the fair point, Sharon. I, if I'm a, a doctor, I can have an opinion. But if somebody's willing to come in to me and say, I want the vaccine, and I'll sign your consent form, so it's not your problem if that happens to me. I've signed a consent form. I mean, what's the, what difference okay. would it make? So can someone else not administer it if it's going against that doctor's principles? I mean, you know, the whole holistic side of medicine is never taken seriously either. And I, I, as a person who have been very, had my own pandemic a few years ago, uh, I had great help in a hospital, but I also had great help from natural medicine. I just don't think natural medicine, in fairness, is going to cure you from COVID-19. I, I, did, I didn't it. say it was, no. I didn't say it no, was. Well, with all due respect to you, it's just, as I said to you, there's people lying in the dirt now because of this. And I really just don't think going down, it's, it's entirely in an ideal world, it's fantastic looking at holistic medicine and all this kind of baloney, whatever you, all due respect, you, that's my opinion well, on baloney, it. But, well, exactly, see, you're allowed to have an opinion, aren't you? Exactly. Well, yeah. no one is affected by my opinion, Noel. Well, how do we point. know nobody has been affected by the vaccine? How do we know that? Because from what I've seen... Um, there are there are anecdotal stories, and there is no doubt, Sharon, there are anecdotal stories, but we have to look at the pros versus the cons uh, around the country and around the world. Uh, yes, people have been damaged by vaccines over the years, uh, but we've got to also look at you know what vaccines have done for this world and the world that we live in. There are billions of people, billions of people, who survived a lot longer than they should have because of the invention and the development of vaccines, and not just this vaccine, other vaccines as well. Sharon and Frank, listen, I have to wrap it up. Thank you very much indeed. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.